Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Bonus Barrel. I am Rob, and with me is... Shelby! And Sadie. BAM! Here we are. So, Seiji, uh, happy four years. Four years, man. Four, four years. years. That's a long time. So you released that uh, so cringe-tastic episode zero on a mini BB bonus bonus barrel. Yeah. I actually um, thought it was kind of... It, it was fun to listen to. I listened to most of it. It wasn't as bad as I anticipated it would be in terms of like audio clarity and shit. But it's just us going through a pile of games and making comments... <laughs> making comments on them basically a pickup video without the appeal of of seeing all the pickups Uh but the i don't know the commentary was i think interesting and appropriate let us know what you think out there people (laughs) so four years for us less four-year anniversary would be up pretty soon actually in february right He, he joined really quickly it seemed longer but that's because we did a bunch of episodes really quickly right yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we re- we recorded two a week for a while. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, schedule. <laughs> yeah, we were yep. recording well, two episodes per week, right? Per session. Yeah, we were. That was a uh... hey. We kept that, that pace up for a few months before going to one episode a week. Yeah, we were playing multiple games too because sometimes we would do two games in one week. Jesus, we were ambitious, yeah. and uh, really paid off. We have forty solid listeners. <laughs> you think? We could do a convention. We should. We should. Can you imagine the the, <laughs> the, the turnover for a bonus barrel panel? <laughs> There'd be like sixty people, but they'd be like, "What is this? Is this some Donkey Kong thing?" Are we gonna talk about Donkey Kong? I, the bonus barrel is like a level design thing. What is this? And this is like a shitty podcast of people who have no experience just talking about bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's what we That's do. Funny. We're experts at talking about. That's bullshit. funny to me. I like that. Um, Shelby. Up. Shelby, you like Super Sentai. I do. Um, probably as much as I do, I would say. I would say we're, we evenly love the, the Super Sentais. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about Power Rangers? Uh, well, you know, it had it, its its place. Uh, you know, it served its purpose. It's all good. But <laughs> served its purpose. We're, we're, in a better, we're in a better place now. Yeah, so I like, I like the nostalgia of original Power Rangers because I was very into it as a child. But I find myself not really enjoying it. Uh, or try, I try to watch some of this newer stuff, or even some of the older stuff, and I just I, I don't particularly like it. So, uh, weebs. Anyways, that was all a elaborate segue to the Power Rangers fighting game that's coming out mm-hmm. um, for PC and all three consoles. Um, it's based, of course, on Saban's Power Rangers, which is the North American one, which is why I have mixed feelings because you know in that trailer you see. Of course, red and, uh, red and green from uh, Power Rangers, you know, Tommy and Jason. Uh, and then sh- uh, comes whatever the girl's name is from, I think it's called Super Mega Force, which is Gokai Yellow from Gokai Jir. Yeah. And I, like, I see these characters, I'm like, oh, it's it's, Go- it's uh, Luca, but it's not. So I have mi- my mixed feelings is, like, I want to play it because I like tokusatsu stuff, but it's going to be edgy, hardcore Power Rangers, I bet you. And they even have Jason David Frank, the guy who played Tommy yeah. in yep. the commercial. That guy loves Power Rangers still. Like you can go on his Facebook or fan page or whatever, and the dude's still talking about Power Rangers. He did he anytime anytime they're like, Hey, we could use an old Ranger, this guy's like, Hey, I'm here. 
What's up? What's up? Uh, I he did. Uh, he was the there was a there's a I think it's called Bat in the Sun Productions. I haven't watched it in years, but they did like they do live action, highly produced fight scenes between superheroes. And they usually have fans vote on who the winner will be, which is a bullshit way of determining a winner. Uh, but anyways, they have like a Scorpion versus the White Ranger, and he was he plays the White Ranger, <laughs> like he's he loves it. Then there's one I think it's Batman versus Green Ranger or Ryu, uh, Ryu from Street Fighter versus. Uh, white or green ranger, and he always plays them. I mean, and he always not? talks about how he wants to do like a dark, like, like a I don't know R rated power green ranger film. Like that's what? a thing he wants to do. But did you? There was a <laughs> short that came out not too long ago. It was like fan made, I think, mm-hmm. where it was just like this dark and gritty Power Rangers thing. Um. I anyway, I'll have to link. I think I know. Thing. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just it's weird. I don't like dark and gritty for for Sentai I know, stuff. I know. Their suits are their suits directly oppose that idea. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I like bright, colorful, fun, and dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, but, mm-hmm. but still, you know, they can have a heavy story. Some of the shows we, some of the Sentai series we watch have uh, pretty heavy storylines, some violence and darkness and shit. But it's always like balanced with. They don't take itself so seriously to the point that it's like, all right, come on, you're you're trying too hard. <laughs> Which is, I feel like, the case. Some of the ideas for Power Rangers. Anywho, so the fighting game, I'll probably I'll probably play it, but uh, I don't like fighters. I suck at them. They only and the characters. They did. Is this it? Is well, this, four the most popular ones. They showed four because Dakin from the comic books, which is an evil alternate reality Green Ranger. Oh, speaking of edgy, yeah. okay. uh, he's a skin or whatever you can buy. So that's that, four characters. Yeah, that was the ad at the end. <laughs> yeah, the ad that was about as long as the trailer actually. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'd love for, but I would kill for a Super Sentai fighting game, like a big mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Um, with like rangers from all over the forty years, almost forty years of, over forty years of uh, Sentai. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywho, yeah. So you hyped for the game? Get hyped. Are you, no, I was asking. Are you hyped? Uh, you know, maybe not as much. Okay. <laughs> It's a fighting game. I don't like fighting games. Seiji, are you hyped for the uh, the Power Rangers fighting game? Not really. It looked <laughs> <laughs> it looked like not not a lot of fun to me. It's uh, it looks like a budget budget title kind of thing. It looks mm-hmm. like uh, not like say it looks bad. Just that you know it doesn't have like the insanity that you might see from a like a Mortal Kombat or or, or title. yeah yeah exactly. That's true. Just fine. I'm assuming it'll be between twenty and forty dollars. Probably have a, a cheap story mode, versus mode, play online, leaderboards. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they do a thing where you can make your own ranger team, and then you have five fighters, and you go into a battle. But as soon as one's knocked out, they can't come back, and you get to see who, which team lasts the longest. That'd be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe I I'm wrong, that. And, and you guys should know better about this. But there's a bunch of games. That they look modern, they look like they were made recently, but they have this like really generic quality, like no like art style to me, to me personally. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and that game kind of falls into that category to me. Mm-hmm. Also, the Rangers are they're jacked in it. They are. And like the Rangers jacked. aren't jacked. There's no, there's not really any jacked Power Rangers, especially considering the suit actors are all, there's you know, one, from Japan. But it's padding. It's a. Uh... Oh, in the North American, it would be Shadow Ranger, but for us, it would be Deca Master. Okay. He's got like the fake muscles. Do you remember? You must. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. 
Yeah. Really. Yeah. So it's a weird choice to see them all like like bulky as fuck. It's just our tendency to draw superheroes as extremely muscular. But I thought I don't know. I expect different from a game, but whatever. Yeah. Coming this year, April 2019. Fucking pre-order online and use promo code Bonus Barrel to get a free bonus a Brown Ranger skin, Richard Brown from uh, Shinkenger. No one. I would be fucking shocked if anyone gets that in our limited audience. And by limited, I mean just in scale. We have like ten listeners. All right. Another thing that I saw was in Japan. Okay, Pokemon, one hundred and fifty-one dress shirts. So here's a little blurb from the old IGN. Japanese apparel maker Original Stitch showed off its own new collection of dress shirts based on the original 151 Pokemon that first debuted in Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, These are 151 dress shirts created in collaboration with the Pokemon Company. Our dream come true for businessmen and women who are still bug catchers at heart. The dress shirts are designed so that they look formal on the surface, but a closer look reveals sweet Pokemon-based patterns. Uh, and then these 151 office appropriate yet nerdy style shirts will be available online purchase starting in uh, worldwide in late February. The price will be about $90 plus tax to shipping. Um, so what do you guys think of, of this Pokemon dress shirt? Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, when we went to the Pikachu movie, there were people there yep. that were parents, but they were pretty much, I'm sure, there for themselves because they had like <laughs> little, little kids there with them. Um, right. I'm sure there were also kids there that also in- or that were also interested in, uh, in power. I almost said Power Rangers, Jesus, in Pokemon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, you know, those are the people that are going to buy it. I'm looking at some of the shirts and some of the designs are actually quite clever, like the Jigglypuff one. It's pretty pretty good. I'm I'm actually kind of impressed by some of them. Uh, absolutely, I would wear them. But my question when I saw the article was, oh, that's interesting. But then I wondered, what do you think will be the most loser ones? Like, what are the, what do you think will be the least purchased? <laughs> like, is anybody going to buy a Weedle shirt? I don't. I can't imagine a ton of people buying Weedle shirts. No. Like, what shirt would like my first thing thought would be like, oh, Needle King or mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know who else are like, um, uh, you know, Haunter would be pretty cool. Maybe a Hitmon Lee, Gyarados. Gyarados will be big. Magikarp for the lols. The Fucking ball. Oh, obviously, the first nine Pokemon, the starters are popular in Pikachu. They'll be. I kind of like Executor. I'd wear an Executor shirt or Magnemite. What are you saying? Would you buy any of these? Would you wear any of these? Are there, what, what do you think is the loserest Pokemon of the first 151? Is anybody buying a fucking Voltorb? You see, maybe because I'm old now. Mid thirties, yeah, and stuff, so. ancient. Just disgusting. I'm gonna be forty in a few years, so I get. Good. Don't say that. So I'm becoming really like self-aware of those kinds of things because I don't feel like I'm an old man, like a middle-aged man. But You're not even middle-aged. I see my, but I'm going to be right. So yeah, he's close um, to it. Like I still have clothing for from like my university days. I think so. I think really consciously about like when I buy something because I'm gonna be using it for a number of years. Anyway. That is some, that is sort of unrelated. But what I wanted to say is that when I buy something video game related that I'm, that I'm going to wear, I don't like it saying like the name of the franchise. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want it to be overtly nerdy because people are going to see that and be like, oh, that guy. Not, not necessarily but because of that. I just don't like it. Like they put this really cheap like illustration, mm-hmm. generic illustration of something that you like. And then they put like the name of the thing as if you don't know 
what yeah. it comes from, right? So that's stupid. So I agree. I have a lot of, of vegan shirts and I like it. And I like those because they just have like a character design on a part of the shirt or something like that. Mm. And I like it like fashion wise, I guess. Gamer fashion. So I like it is discreet and it's also cool. And if someone notices, they tell me, right? But they don't, yeah, you're not like wearing advertisement is just something that you like like i have this pokemon shirt and it's not really that discreet but it's just like it's all the ghost pokemon mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. only see the eyes of the pokemon right so people they look at it and they start trying to guess the pokemon so that's pretty cool like the people that like pokemon the people that don't like pokemon is just a shirt right mm-hmm. so I, I haven't seen these shirts but if they're within my range of taste i would love to have one of those i think they would be uh i you know it's weird because the my my I'm thinking about what you're saying. I'm I'm chewing it, and there's like I'm a very immature man. I am a video. I'm a concept artist. I my job is is immature uh, in nature. Um, wow. I wear my my fucking uh, wardrobe is almost entirely jeans and a video game shirt. So that's pretty much all I wear. Um, and yeah, I'm getting pushing my mid thirties. Um, I'm almost dead basically. I'm almost at midlife crisis time. Uh, and I don't imagine I'll not be wearing video game shirts when I'm 40, but then I think, yeah, I'm going to look like a fucking immature man. I mean, I am a man child, so that's not wrong, but you know, I'm going to be perceived that way. Look at that 40 year old guy trying to look hip and cool with his fucking Zelda shirt. Ugh, gross. But I also don't want to wear like boring ass fucking blank shirt or anything. Cause that's, that ain't, that ain't me. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same, like I wore jeans and a video game shirt like most days. Right, it's just that I I have my my own idea of what that should be, so that it kind of fits my own you know tastes and also like I don't stand out as. But I don't do it for that reason. I just like you know the shirts I'm wearing now. Yeah, same here. So the, there's this store and it's Japanese. It's like the Japanese Old Navy. It's called Uniqlo. So they open one here in in, in a mall. Here near here that's cool most of the time that i go there they have something video game related i bought a mappy uh, t-shirt do you guys know mappy Mm-mm. is this all arcade with a mouse character it's a black t-shirt with with a little mouse on top of a pocket mm-hmm. of the shirt pocket on the left side and i love it you know that's the kind of thing that i like nowadays anyway so that's mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know why I'm talking so you're about big this. on on the subtle you're like a subtle nerdiness my sister she made a patch, just like embroidery, or I guess is the name. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a black t-shirts, like generic black t-shirts, but we put like patches on some of these shirts. And I have one from Kettle Blaster, which is something that you will never, never, ever find, but I have one. Yeah, and I have true. one from like, it's the objection speech bubble, but in Japanese, so it <laughs> says Igiari on the, on the shirt. And I love it because... Like nobody really, really knows, but you know nice. the ones who would know, which is includes me, mm-hmm. is really, really cool. So I like that kind of like inside joke kind of thing right now with with video game shirts. Mm-hmm. Although right now I'm wearing a Super Metroid one, which is basically like the title screen, which which has the big <laughs> Super Metroid uh, <laughs> words. So they're kind of like what a rules, nerd, but not really because that's part of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so if it's a video yep. game asset, I'm sort of fine. But you know, having like generic Pikachu with the words Pikachu in front is like, uh, uh-uh, no, not. Is that what's the point? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, rant over, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Shelby, you have some news, right? 
some news? Okay, so basically, Super Metroid, or not Super Metroid, Metroid oh, Prime 4. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know if I was going to talk about it or if you were going to talk about it. I thought you were going to talk about it. Oh. Well, now we're going to talk about it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I can't remember when this news came out. I think it was Tuesday morning, because I remember mm -hmm. it was right when we got back from, from the place where we didn't from get our trip. to Yeah, I know. Because he was doing other things that were more important. Uh, busy. Uh. Um. Anyway, uh, so uh, the article is about how Metroid Prime Four, mm -hmm. uh, they've they're they're done developing that game with the studio that they were with originally, which you said it was a Japanese studio. I can't remember. I don't know which one it was. Uh, yeah, I think so. Done with that because the game that they were making was not up to their standards. So they went back to Retro. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so now they're developing with them, and so we're probably gonna have to wait another uh, eternity. Retro did the first, the first three, right? Yeah. They also uh, did Tropical yeah, Freeze. So. I'm pretty, pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, no, I, I think you are as well. Uh, I just maybe thought that it's good. Double check. We don't want to fucking way forward gate yeah, 2019. Cool. All right. Uh, so yeah. Um, so interesting. So we know the first three Metro Prime games are awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, now let's um, go back to the ones who developed them. That seems promising. Yeah, I mean, three was I. <laughs> well, one was amazing from my perspective. I haven't played two and three. Yeah. Maybe they suck. I don't know. Oh, I like two. Uh, Team Ninja did the Metro Point Other M, which wasn't received particularly well. So, no. Maybe, maybe this will be good. I don't know. Restart. It sucks though because you're right. We have to wait even longer. Yeah, but I mean, it's news <laughs> at least because I, I feel like they announced it at e3 like 500 years ago and then uh now we're <laughs> yes. we hear anything about it it's about right yeah it was announced about a thousand years ago and then when we woke up they were just like yeah sorry guys you're gonna have to go back to sleep again we're like what you know some some people have to wait long 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 time for a number franchise to yeah. appear uh you know seiji got Oi, Pikmin number four. So he got his Pikmin four at least. But I, I've had to wait twelve years to get Kingdom Hearts three, which is out Tuesday. Yeah, but they had like five thousand things in between. I know they did a bunch of spinoffs in between. But here we are, Kingdom Hearts three. This is my segue. Uh, I'm pretty hyped. Uh, I'm gonna start playing it Tuesday, and it's gonna be fun. Oh, did you guys see that uh, that angry video game nerd video about the nope. chronologically confused about you know the Kingdom Kingdom Hearts? Uh, games, it's it's really funny. <laughs> it's hip to to be confused about that. Everybody is like, oh, I can't understand it. Uh, by the way, I can't either. Yeah, uh, it's I need... really funny. He's a nerd, right? So he has this delivery that I really really like because he is like complaining, but he is really in depth about what he's saying. So I was... I'd seen another thing that was like this person. I don't know who it was, or if it was like an IGN thing or whatever. But somebody had played Kingdom Hearts three and said that they couldn't review it. They just couldn't. And I don't understand why that's a thing. Like, I don't know if it's just it's so good that he can't or if it's so bad that if he made reviews that people would threaten him and he would die. Interesting. Anyway, I'll have to find it. It was uh, somebody linked it at work, but it was a bit of a interesting little thing there. Well, I'm going to play it and uh, hopefully enjoy it. I imagine I will. I'm pretty easy to please. Yeah, no Final Fantasy characters are in this title. So except for the Moogle shop. That's oh, a disappointment. Really? It's that it's all the Disney and Pixar stuff, uh, and the you know the original OC characters. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of a bummer because I I like the Final Fantasy uh, cameos, but 
I, yeah you know, so I felt like maybe 15 would have been real good to put it i know like, you know everyone likes cloud and he was back for yeah. for one and two so he he would be back for three that would make sense it would just make sense. yeah it would make sense but they, yeah. it's not unfortunately not happening so anyways uh, what are you gonna say Sadie? so it's about the the metroid stuff i, I have a bunch of oh, okay. like questions in my mind right like the first one is that to me, it was always very unclear what 2019 is going to look like for Nintendo, mm. especially as a Switch owner. Like I'm, I'm still waiting for like the next big thing for me. Like I know we got Smash, but I, what is the I'm next gonna, big thing? I'm I'm going to get Smash at some point. Exactly right. So we we knew Metroid Prime Four was coming, and I was I was okay with that because I want to play some of those games. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, you, you, do you remember when I wanted to play all the Zelda games, like back in like yes, I don't know, twenty oh, fourteen, fourteen, no, whatever. Right before Bonus Barrel began, yeah. was when I heard you guys talking about it. And then, because I think Breath of the Wild was supposed to come out like in twenty fourteen or something like that. <laughs> yeah, then, every year we're like, it's coming out this year, and like, no, it's yeah. not. <laughs> and then it got delayed, and then it got delayed again, and that's sort of like fizzed away so it's kind of like the same thing i wanted to play metroid prime games and and um metroid prime 4 coming out was sort of like a good pretext i guess to play the previous games now i have no interest again because if they really restarted the development like if it's true like 100 percent they're restarting and they want to make a triple a game that's like five years in the future right it's, it's probably not coming out for the switch anymore it's probably like breath of the wild situation right where mm. We were supposed to get Breath of the Wild exclusively for the Wii U, and then we got it for the Switch and the Wii U. But anyway, and I still hmm. gotta get that game for the Wii U. Well, now that you I do. remember, anyway, it's getting more and more expensive. Yeah. I know. <sighs> Mine's sealed, and I probably won't open it. Good. Yeah, it is good. What else I was gonna say? Oh yeah, so 2019, right? So we're supposedly getting Pokemon, but they the only thing yep. that we know about Pokemon is that thing they they mentioned in E3 like two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So that's supposed to be this year. Yep. Animal Crossing is supposed to come out. Same as Yoshi, year. I think. Uh, Yoshi, it's it's for sure coming out, but I mean, Yoshi... But I'm not started. hyped for it. Yeah, they're fun, but they're like, you know, like, oh, that's, yeah. that's cool, but it's not like you're going to be like, oh, yeah, give me that Yoshi game. But there is a Kirby game, right? Uh, another one? Isn't there? Because there's a... Uh, what's his name? The one that came out last year. Oh, Star Allies. You know what? Never mind. I, for- I literally forgot Star Allies existed <laughs> for a moment. In you know, I think it's called Yoshi's Crafted World or something like that. That game is so yeah. confusing because I really like Woolly World. And I thought it was right. a really compelling idea from an art cohesion mm-hmm. point of view because it's, you know, fabric, right? Mm-hmm. But Crafted World is weird. It's like, what is it, right? It's like everything. And, and it came out so so quickly after Woolly World that now I'm confused mm-hmm. what Woolly World is because you have the Woolly <laughs> World for Wii U and then the one from 3DS and now you have yeah. this one so soon after like it kind of like it's confusing it's like a port but Yoshi games are okay you know the, it, it's those those kinds of games that they're like like Kirby it's just they're there and they the keep beat. releasing it and they help keep a certain pace but it's not yeah. like the set pieces right Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 your uh, delicious appetizers. Yeah, it's like yeah, bread and butter before you know the meal, and you don't want to get full with those, right? So <laughs> no, no, you don't want to get full. No, you want to save room for those Mario and Zelda cakes. Exactly. 
Yeah. Anyway, what um, else? I have a question. Uh, sure. Because somebody meant Yoshi something crafting blah blah blah, and then my brain immediately went to that that cardboard. What is it? Nintendo Labo stuff. Labo. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? Is that still a thing? Are they still making stuff for that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Very. I haven't heard I mean, anything yeah. about it. It didn't sell very well, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't like a complete failure. I think they released the first two kits, and then they released a third one. Mm -hmm. I think, and they're there. They're in the mm -hmm. discount bin, sort of. But you know how Nintendo <laughs> stuff really doesn't go to a discount. Yeah. Um, so it's there. Now, I played it, right? And I liked it. And mm -hmm. I think it was a really cool, very polished idea. Like, the interface was fantastic. But, yeah, it's one of those things. How often do you you, do you bring it out to play, play with, Stady? How would... often do you crack out your Labo creations? The, the one time. No. <laughs> now... I have my, the, the, the uh, piano, and I have it there. And every time I open, like, a shelf thing with a little door, so I open it often, and I and I see that it's there because it's bulky, right? So I don't know what to do with it, so I got it stored. But every time I open it, I'm like, oh, I got to go back to that because it was cool. Mm. But it's one of those things, right, that it's it just nowadays, things not only need to be fun and polished, they also and compelling and unique and all the, the all these things they also need to be easily accessible mm -hmm. right so if it, if something needs some sort of setup like i think it i think about it really carefully right like yeah i have my wii u stored in its box right now so just thinking about setting it up is like no <laughs> i understand i'm pretty lazy too many too. cables and now with the switch it's so like, it puts things into perspective, right? Because the Switch is just this little thing, and you just drop it in it, in, in the dock. And the dock really is just, like, two cables, right? One yep. for the power, one to the TV. That's it. But the Wii U has so many cables. <laughs> the, I don't know. <laughs> and then it's the console itself. And, and it's really cool not having a, a, a console, you know, with the, the console being, you know, the actual thing that you play. It's, it's a really good idea. But what, what, what was I saying? before anyway nintendo's 2019 like what are you guys expecting right oh yeah i'm mildly annoyed before that before we go into what we expect i just want to throw in there real quick you mentioned discount bin with the labo and how nintendo almost never does discounts which you're absolutely 100 percent right walmart still has copies of uh wii games that are almost full price no uh just that the only discount game i could ever think of was fucking uh, animal crossing for wii u i got it for five bucks box at the amiibo that was the cheapest from EB. That's the cheapest I've ever seen a Nintendo game go down to price. Oh yeah, I got one too. I got one too, and I uh, I almost got it just because of the price tag. And I did buy it because of the price tag. Two of them. Yeah, but because nowadays as a collector, I'm keeping the price tags. I feel that they are fantastic. They add to the charm a little bit. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this in in the uh, the pilot episode. Fucking stickers, man. How, how you were using, I think, olive oil and vinegar or something like that, too. Uh, yeah, I used to work hard to remove them. Yeah, now I don't. I, I feel like, uh, you know, if they have a price tag, I sort of enjoy it now. <laughs> uh, your question about looking forward to things this year for Switch. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I, can't, I can think of a few games for, like, PS4 that I'm looking forward to, like, Days Gone. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. And um, there's that weird Kojima game. 
<laughs> Resident Evil 2. Oh, so good. Uh, um, uh, Last That's of Us. Right. It out. is. But... Yeah, it is out Friday, but I'm, I haven't played it yet. Kingdom Hearts is a big one this year already. I don't know what later in the year, though. I don't know what else is coming later on. But there are different stages of knowing about a video game, a video game coming, right? So you have it mm-hmm. so that it was mentioned. There's a rumor. There's speculation. Then there's like logo title trailer. And then there's like, you know, when, when stuff gets real, right? When they, they, they actually show progress and maybe like a rough date or even like release year. And then you have, you know, when it's officially coming. So in terms of, of the stuff that you mentioned, it's a mixed bag of, of some stuff. It's it's coming for sure. Some of it is like um, a rumor, right? But in terms of yeah. Nintendo, we have nothing. We do know that an Animal Crossing is in development. Mm-hmm. Like if, if Nintendo comes out and say, and say, okay, so this year you're going to have like a big Pokemon at the end of the year. And sometime this year you're going to have Animal Crossing. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> but we don't know. We don't know. So that's not enough either, by the way. And the Switch is like a a console that well, is almost sort of new still. No More Heroes is coming out this year. Yeah, but who knows about that's that? That's cool. I, mean, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know we know about like really obscure games, but is that the one where they were hitting each other with like the weird pseudo lightsaber things? Yeah, yeah, uh, those are fun. That. Fun game. Remember that first got announced. It's funny. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's you're right. I would also say there's that uh, that mecha game. Yep. Oh yeah. The, uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. That looked cool. It does look cool. But but it's not you know, it's not a Pokemon game. If Nintendo was killing it, they'd be they would have like a good port from the Wii U every other month and like a a bigger title every three or something. You know, there should be like three or four big titles a year from a company like Nintendo. Which maybe that'll be the case this year. We have Pokemon, uh, Animal Crossing, dot 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 dot. <laughs> I don't know any other ones. Maybe they're just gonna do one of those things where it's like a secret release where they it's like one day you wake up and it's like oh. Oh, Fire Emblem is probably this year, right? Yeah, that's a big game. It's a big one, Seiji. I guess, but I'm not excited about it. Okay, well now you're just. <laughs> Being really picky for yourself. Yeah, I am. I am, but because I I, I don't think Fire Emblem is one of those tier Nintendo like tier A games. Like it might end up being it, but it's getting there, man. In terms of popularity, it is. There's only a few handful of of Nintendo games that are, I think, that can occupy that space unless they're really pushing it. Like when, like when they push Splatoon. Mm-hmm. In what was it, twenty fifteen? I think um, that felt like a big thing, but Fire Emblem they hardly mention it. Persona Five port that might be that'd be cool. Deal. That yeah. would be a big deal if, if that happened. That might, I, but it's, it's all speculation. I think like, <laughs> I, I don't. Th- I don't think we have like an official, you know, timesheet at this point in time. I hope. I really hope Nintendo makes uh, after this bummer announcement they they don't owe us anything but it feels like it right <laughs> When's the a limited one? limited run has been killing it with the switch sorry shelby i'll, I'll stop go, go go ahead oh no i was just asking when the next treehouse thing was that's what isn't the there a, a nindy's one coming out there was one there was uh 
one, I think, this week or last week. Was it the Indies one? It wasn't, yeah, Nindies. Yeah, I never watched this. Spotlight, which is okay. What's the next big one, though? Yeah, good question. <laughs> there, it's the same kind of situation, right? You ask about direct, and then they'll say, "Oh, they had the indie one," and you're like, "Where's the real one at?" Yeah, it's the same situation I was talking about with, but with the games, right? Anyway, yeah, we don't know. So people speculate, and and Nintendo only announced them like a day before. That's true, actually. I was gonna say that Limited Run has been fucking pumping out Switch titles, uh, which is pretty cool from my perspective as a collector. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about those. I got Celeste physical copy coming some type, some point in time this year. So you know that's uh, that's something. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anywho, uh, I just actually decided to quickly Google Nintendo Switch 2019. We have Pokemon tentative title, Luigi's Mansion 3, oh, Seiji. It's good. Final Fantasy 7. That's good for me. Metroid Prime 4, Yoshi's Crafted World. Well, okay, we can scratch Metroid Prime 4 now. Uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah, the original game is coming out on Switch. I was like, what the fuck? Not not the remake, no. I was like, what? Animal Crossing. Oh, Dragon Quest XI, which is what I've been kind of waiting for, actually. Uh, That could be out this year for Switch. That's a big game. Diamond X Machina. um, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, but that's Japan only. Final Fantasy 12, that's pretty cool. And Final Fantasy 10, 10, 2, so if you like Final Fantasy. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel, that's fun. Oh, hey, cool, Digimon Survive, a Digimon game, I didn't know that. Hmm. Oh, and Bayonetta 3, we forgot about Bayonetta 3. Mortal Kombat 11, Pikmin, tentative title. (laughs) Town, tentative title. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, that's sweet. Something called the Princess Guide. We got Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Scarlet. Oh, damn. That's the big one there. Ooh, this one looks actually sweet. Darius Cosmic Collection. I might import that. Fuck. It's going to open a little browser for that one. Sorry, guys. There's something called uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Oh, is that the... uh... No, that's not what I'm thinking of. RPG Maker M5. Saints Row the Third. That's big. Dragon's Dogma Dark Horizon. Dragon Quest Builders 2 Shadowgate. Seems like Seiji has a lot of complaining, but not a lot of, like, look at this. The Raven Remastered. Mm-hmm. Doom Eternal. Steinsgate. Descent. Yokai Watch 4? That's pretty cool. Deathmark. Mm-hmm. The Lego you, Movie 2. <laughs> you, you, you just want to make it seem like I'm just waiting for the stuff that I like to come out. I I will accept that. Megan's talking about Doom down in the background. Sorry. About what? Uh, she's talking about Doom. She's like, Sage, you should like Doom uh, for Switch. Sure, yeah. Um, I'll play it. And I like games that are... I like it so that games are coming out and they're there. That's fine. There's a lot I'm of t- games I, coming I, out, actually. Okay, so let, let me be more specific. I want to be okay. reasonably hyped all the time. Yeah. For, for my current console. But you're so, like, limited. Like Right now, I feel like the later Wii U days. That's how I feel. And I don't like <laughs> oh, it. no. But it's so different, though, because from the later Wii U days, because there's so much third-party support this time. That's, like, the big difference. But remember, like, 2016? I remember I 2016. I remember. Like, there was hardly any games coming out. 
Was, yeah, was first kind of like and third. Yeah, I think the big game for that year was the, that that Paper Mario game, and it's Paper, fine that it yeah. exists. But you know, I was waiting for something big, and that's that's a problem right now. I I feel like Nintendo and and other publishers that have adopted the the, the Switch you know properly are doing a good job of 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 pumping games into the platform. That's fine. It's just that I feel that as a as a console product you need you know those big things to keep you going so that you know that your purchase was worth it because you make this investment right and it's, it it needs you to last for a number of years and that is not happening completely for me right now and anyway but you've kind of always had a, a had this no it's a good thought and it's an interesting discussion because well your your tastes are are a bit different now I think your tastes have evolved over the four years of bonus barrel uh, but I don't know, maybe because there's, I look at the a quick list and there's like a lot of games that I'm interested in there. Yeah. There's not like, not everyone is like, Oh, fucking, this is going to blow everybody away, but there's still like a good solid amount of games coming out. Uh, a lot of them don't have specific dates yet though. That's a problem I will admit to, but like in general, this will the switch has a lot of cool stuff coming out. I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Pretty pumped. Okay. okay. But you know, that but I fair. might it's be fair. It's fair. Hey, you know what? You know what? Here's something that we can actually get pumped about that uh, I want to talk about before we talk about our our topic. So I went to see I we went to see not all we me and Shelby and other friends the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. Had to drive like four or five hours to get there to see it. Uh, I I loved I loved it. Took us like eighteen hours to get there. Oh wow! And I loved every second of it. Dragon Ball Super Broly, no damage for me. Would I want to watch it again? Megan wants to watch it again. Of course, you can't. Uh, fucking yeah, man, that movie, a lot of fun. Shelby, you are not as big a Dragon Ball fan. What? How did you feel watching the movie? It was it was pretty fun. The animation, uh, the two D stuff was really good. Um, mm. But then, uh, of course, you know my only complaint is that they used some three D here and there. Yeah, um, bad choices in three D in a couple yeah. spots. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good. Just pretty hype. Goes over different time periods. You see, ancient, uh, mm-hmm. right, right when Freeze has taken over this, uh, the Vegeta planet, Vegeta. Uh, then you see, like five years later, where Freeze is like fucking up planet Vegeta. He's done with their shit. Mm-hmm. And then you see, uh, you see uh, the events of Dragon Ball Minus were kind of put into the movie. For those of you who don't know, Dragon Ball Minus was a a, a Kira Toriyama. Dragon Ball comic he did uh, in the 2000s, and it, it's about uh, Vegeta's, or sorry, Goku's dad, Bardock, and his wife Gine, which of course is Her Goku's mother. Moment. Yeah, there's a Superman moment. Um, so that's kind of been was it kind of adapted and put into the movie, and then of course we get to the present day, at, which takes place right at the end of Dragon Ball Super, uh, where Vegeta and his best bud uh goku are are training and having a good time and then broly shows up because of frieza and uh big old fight happens for 40 minutes it's amazing yeah. love it <laughs> escalates it's insane great animation for the most part fucking cool style for dragon ball it's a, it's a bit of a departure from the recent stuff it looks a little more i'd say it looks older but in a good way it looks more polished <laughs> yeah but less clean though right less sterile like if you watch a lot yeah. of the current Dragon Ball anime, it's like very like uh, 
like uniform lines and fucking like it feels clean and, and slick, but not necessarily a good way. But this one had kind of like it looks better. Yeah, but it feels like, I don't know, kind of a little more classic. Really liked it. Goku was adorable in that movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of I liked it. I loved it. I can't hype it enough. My friend who lives in Hel- uh, lives in Halifax didn't even buy a ticket and it was sold out. He didn't get yep. to go and see it at all. So fail. And with something like that, you should almost expect that it's going to sell out real fast. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So fuck you, Greg. (laughs) He's not listening. It's fine. Uh, Yeah. Dragon Ball movie was amazing. And, uh, you know, huge lineup. We had to wait to get inside. Mm -hmm. Theater was pretty packed. I hear that was the case in a lot of places. It it did really well for itself. Yeah. Because Dragon Ball is a lot of fun. If you um, have sensitivity to flashing lights, though, I would not watch I would not watch it. Instead, you should watch the episode of Pokemon where they uh, fight Porygon. Uh, uh, instead, probably, probably not. Have I ever told the story in the show how I wanted to watch? I think I did. Oh, I want. I did. Well, I'll tell it again because whatever. We're we're 100 and some episodes in. Bound to repeat some stories, and there could be a new listener who's like, "I'm not fucking going back. I'm not <laughs> that hardcore enough to go back and watch and listen to every oh, wow. fucking episode." Wow. It's a little shout out yeah. like, like that. Yeah, that's good. Anywho, so uh, I wanted to, I was uh, in grade nine, I think, when I heard about Porygon episode, like like 800 kids seizures in Japan uh, due to the flashing lights when Pikachu thundershocked Porygon's like missiles. Now, I wanted to see that clip, but I was really scared. I was like, what if I get a seizure? What if I die? <laughs> but I really wanted to see it because I was super, like, I was scared. It was like kind of urban legendy kind of thing. So I, Use real player to fucking get this choppy ass clip of it. Uh, then I saw it and I was okay. Yeah. I I also coincidentally enough was the first time I, around that time is when I first saw a hentai because <laughs> I was looking to search. I'm pretty sure for that scene and got uh, this girl oh, being no. penetrated by tentacles. That's and nice. uh, that image is still slightly in my brain. Uh, <laughs> thirty, not thirty. I'm not that old. 20 years later, more than 20, 21 years later, something like that. Uh, yeah, so that was, um, well, there's some two old stories from old internet day. You didn't know what you're always going to get in real player. Sometimes you got some fucked up shit. Yeah, I don't think you've told that story before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it happens. You know, now when when you were uh, talking about the Dragon Ball movie, yeah, uh, a friend of mine, Unrelated to to you guys that I know mm-hmm. from elsewhere, also told me, like sort of like out of the blue, that the movie was good. I guess he thought I was a Dragon Ball fan, and I was, uh, but not you know as hard- hardcore. Scotiabank Theater, which is in downtown, but mm-hmm. here in the area that I live, um, and I because I, I, when when we record, I I'm. I record besides a big window that I have here. And um, I see the other movie theater. It's like two blocks away from where I live. And in that movie theater, they happen to have all the kind of like niche kind of movies. They have Filipino movies, Chinese movies, sometimes Japanese ones, art house movies and stuff like that. And for some reason, they have the Dragon Ball movie in it right now. So I'm thinking about it. Go see it. Should I go? Because I was... I was listening to your like really um, 
I don't know how to say it, like long trek to go watch this movie and I'm like two blocks away from it. Yeah, I have but also I wanna see that Spider Man movie because Oh that was also great. Yeah. Because you know, I like the Oscars, unlike much other people, they don't like it, but I do like it, and, and um, I also have this sort of a competition going on. It's, it's gonna be six year now. Anyway, it got nominated for an Oscar, and, and apparently, it's going to be the winner. So I gotta watch it. Cause nice, I, I, you should see it. It's a great movie. You know, this was the first year ever that when they announced the nominated movies for Best Picture, I already, I already watched all of them. I was really proud. Oh, I'm proud of you too. You know those moments when you're proud about something and then you really think about it, <laughs> why you feel proud, and it's yeah. silly, and then you become embarrassed of feeling proud yeah. about it? I can understand that. This week I had one of those moments when they made the announcement for the Oscars. Erica and Good I were high-fiving, right? We were high-fiving <laughs> like, yeah, we've watched all of these movies. And, it's, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, it's kind of lame. So your, your, your accomplishment is you watched like five movies. It was eight movies. Uh, oh, sorry. Your accomplishment is you watched like eight movies. Yeah, we were high-fiving like for real. High-five. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Also, I have another story. You know how last episode <laughs> I commented on, on how Erica not liking horror movies, she ended up watching uh, Bird Box. Bird so box. I had, a, I had a very similar story. So Erica was, was kind of like browsing Netflix and she wanted to watch this movie because she likes some of the actors in there. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, John Krasinski from The Office. and uh, quiet place. That's The Quiet Place. And the wife, Emily Blunt, I think is the name. R- yeah, it's not Bird Box. And she was like, I want to watch this movie. And it was going to be one of our evenings and I trying to anticipate the Oscar nominated movies I said you know we should watch one of those Golden Globes winners she was like no no but I would I really want to watch this movie because I like these actors and I didn't know what it was or anything never heard about it and then we started watching and we were watching more and more and I was slowly coming to the realization that this was another horror movie. <laughs> I was like <laughs> she was like okay let's watch one of those one of your books oh no you know, we're in the middle of it, so we now have to watch it, right? And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience. Quiet. A Quiet Place? Yeah, yeah, I like that movie. I mean, it wasn't as fun as Bird Box. What? Bird Box was kind of like bad. Oh, yeah, funny. that's true. And Quiet Bird Place Box is bad. It's like good, and then it kind of like, in the end, it's not so good. Um, uh-huh. Because it never gets to that funny point to me. It was like too serious, <laughs> like too for real. Now, last evening we watched hereditary have you guys watched no, that i haven't not yet okay then i'm not so w- when you guys watch it let's talk about it okay mm-hmm. it's interesting it sounds to me like you were laughing while your your wife was terrified and you're sitting there like <laughs> and she's just like kind of crying and trying to like play her phone and ignore the scariness and and you're there cackling and laughing out loud sounds like mm-hmm. a real horror scene saging yeah. poor erica she wasn't crying, but uh, she was really into this game that we've been playing a lot. It's called uh, Pocket Card Jockey. You remember in one of those directs, they, they announced like a card game with like horses running around? Oh, a little bit. So we're playing that game, and it's amazing. But it's, it's the kind of game that I like, and I tend to easily get really, really addicted to it. It's fun. If, if anyone out there has played it, you know, 
tell me what you think because I think that most people will grab it and think that it's is a garbage game, but <laughs> I probably spent this week, just this week alone, like 10 hours on it. Damn. That's probably the game that I've been playing the most lately. Pocket Derby? Pocket Jockey? Pocket Card Jockey, yeah. Pocket Card Check it out. Uh, before we go on our topic, which we should definitely do, I just want to mention that in the uh, Broly movie, uh, two characters basically like break the dimensional barrier, and it's super trippy. And I loved, I loved it. That was excessive. It's amazing. Like they shatter. Surprise for the people who hear this. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Up next is Shelby's topic. Shelby, mm-hmm. Schleps, you chose this week's topic. Why don't you tell us about this topic and why you chose it? I picked browser games. Woo! Just uh, thinking about it because I wanted to do something that was, I don't know, like a bit different because we, you know, um, with the games that we play and stuff, you obviously got to spend money on them most of the time. And, you know, mm. sometimes people don't like spending money on games. So when you That's don't want to spend money on games, play browser games. That's that's that. That's the reason why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> so for this, for cheap sake, yeah. play browser games. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll pick it up what you're putting down. I mean, and you know what? Sometimes you find some really good ones. Yours was cool math, right? Uh, Well, there was that. That was a story about how I put like the games we played in, in school and getting away with playing those games. Mm-hmm. But Lemonade Stand, A+. Plus. <laughs> well, tell us about like how you encountered them and which ones you liked and... Like, like your first favorite, I don't know, just tell us about your browser games. Well, this is something that my sister and my brother and I uh, would do all the time, but we always used to go on the site called Addicting Games. Addicting uh, Games, all right. Yeah. So, and then every time, like, uh, with a game that was that was on it, before it started up, it would just go Addicting Games, like, do its own little thing or whatever. Uh, and I have a couple on there that uh, we, we really enjoyed playing. One, uh, playing. One of them was Fancy Pants Adventures. Um, which I don't know if you guys have heard of that because it did get like um, eventually like a port to the uh, Microsoft or the uh, Xbox Live. Like you could buy it on uh, on there. It was like in the indie section, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. But it was like as far as I know, it was just one dude uh, who made it, and it started out um, like on as a as a like a a flash game that you play in your browser, and it was really good. It was like a, it, it, I could compare it to Sonic, except it's not like just about going fast i guess but um yeah you play as this little stick man he's got little orange pants mm-hmm. uh, he's fancy pants man it was his name <laughs> uh yeah and then eventually like there's a bit of a story but i think there were like four worlds that he came up with and then when it came time for him to like release the game on the xbox store there were like 56 levels in this one world or some shit uh but Damn. i never got too too far in it uh but it was fun. Like I, I like the fact that it was like on console and that it actually like made it there. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah, it made uh, it. Like I get small, you. Small achievement. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that was one. Um, and another thing I want to mention is like Neopets. 
So Neopets. Like a huge, huge part of like, especially for my sister and I growing up, we spent so much time on there. And like, even recently, uh, we were talking about it at work and decided to just kind of like go back and, and look. Um, you know, I've got a couple of accounts on there because I remember like with some accounts, like you would, um, there was a weird bug where it was just like, oh, you have to have like the email activation thing or whatever. And then you would like put in the wrong email when you signed up. So then you would have your account, but you would just never be able to activate it and do the things like other things on it. So mm -hmm. you're very limited. So you'd have to make like another one. Uh, so I tried for a bit to <laughs> find my old account and I did. And of course, all my Neopets were fucking dying. <laughs> you don't. Well, you have to feed them, right? So yeah. you go there, you go see like their hunger level. They're just like starving and dying. It's so oh, sad. Man. That's tragic and heartbreaking. It is. And there's a ton of Neopets on there that are probably starving and dying right now. But the good <laughs> thing about it is that they don't die. No, they just, they're in perpetual torture forever, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, they do. <laughs> anyway, Neopets. Virtual pets. Neopets. That's a good, that's a, that was a popular one. Yeah. I don't think you, did you ever play them? Probably not, eh? No, I didn't play them, no. Yeah. But it's cool because it's like, uh, you have your pets to take care of, but in the site too, like they've got different worlds and things. And if you go to these worlds, there are, are games and they're usually like the worlds are themed. So there's like a, there's like fairyland and I can't remember what the Halloween one is called, but there's that. And then there's like just your generic Neotopia, which is like the main area where people are. Neotopia. Yeah, man. I like it. Yep. Huh. Uh, okay. Seiji, what about uh, you play any browser games that you recall fondly? Um, yeah, so back when I was still a student, in those days, I used to play a lot of browser games because I wasn't spending any money on them. And, and it also was fairly novel at the time. It was the Flash times. I don't know if you remember those times. There was a lot of <laughs> software being distributed through, you know, browser and Flash and animations. And I think that was like the golden age for that, for... You know, it was before memes and before, you know, I don't know. Like before memes. Before um, YouTube, you know, and, and yep. stuff was getting distributed in that way. Uh, you'll see a lot of animations. You remember those big man fighting animations? Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Those were really cool. I don't know. Th right. There was th there was this, this quality of the internet of still being kind of underground and you'll get this file and you'll download it and try to try to put it on a on on, on a three and a half inch floppy disk. I never really had those. I would carry with me a little box of like goodies, right, with my diskette <laughs> to see what it fits. And I remember having a hard time trying to put some of this stuff because it was getting heavy. And then uh, CD burners came, and that was a little bit of a hassle. But then, you know, <laughs> I'm talking I'm talking about those kinds of of times, and they. they they didn't last for too long, right? Because the storage technology uh, developed really quickly in those in those years. You remember, my first USB drive was like four megs or something like that. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, but anyway, that's sort of unrelated. But I'm just trying to get a, a, a trying to recall the uh, like a picture of those times and why browser games were important. Uh, and, and it was because file downloading was slow and storage was very limited so being able to open you know browser games and not going through a lot of setup and, and anything like that and just like going to a site and play something was really really novel and really powerful I think and I think in those days apart from the stuff that you would get 
like downloading, there were sites that would aggregate, I think, games like Miniclip. Mm -hmm. I used to go there a lot. And I like this. Uh, Newgrounds. I used to like one uh, ping pong game that I used to play for hours. I never played Portal. I mean, it got released and I didn't play it for a while. And you know what made me play it? A Flash game, a, a browser game that I, I played, like this 2D version of Portal. Mm. To me, it was really, really well made because I never experienced those kinds of mechanics before. And it was 2D, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really, really cool. And that, that's what ultimately made me want to play Portal. There's this, this sort of a of um, lower quality kind of thing going on with uh, browser games. Well, you would get yeah. like lesser versions of other games, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was one of those cases. Okay, uh, so I was just thinking, I haven't played a ton of browser games, but I have actually played some. And some might have a little bit more of an impact on me, on my life than, than you would expect. Uh, one that did not, however, was this, it's not really a game. It's kind of a game. Because it, did any of you remember kill, killyourboss.com or whatever? Killmyboss.com or something like that? And basically, well, great. So for those who don't remember, you're like, it's like a 2D uh, black and white thing with well black white and red uh, and you're just like this <laughs> office worker and your boss comes in and starts being a real big dick and you can click anything in your well not anything but you can click amongst their selectable items and just kill your your boss in different ways like a stapler or a fucking monitor just beating the shit out of them or using pencils and it was a lot of fun to go through and watch all the <laughs> violent animations of uh, murdering your boss um, so that was fun um so I'd actually played the room game on Newgrounds before I watched the full movie. I had seen the review of the room. I was fascinated by it. <laughs> Found out they had a game on Newgrounds. It was an RPG style game. It's about two hours to play. It goes through the entire movie. It's actually incredible. I still recommend it if you could find it. Uh, but that that was a lot of fun to play. It had a really cute art style. Just check it out if you've seen the movie and have an appreciation for that masterpiece. I love The Room. Room would get no damage for me. I would find a way to give it more hearts because it's the best one of the best movies ever. Anywho, so I, I played through that and had a lot of fun, uh, and I recommend that. Uh, so before I went back to college, like for a long time, I just wanted to do comic books, but I didn't actually, I stopped drawing comics on my own, and I was just drawing, trying to get better in general. And I wasn't really sure what to do. My life kind of was kind of bleh and uh, had a dead end job and my art wasn't all that hot. And I was playing, my friend was recommending a school to go to and I was like, oh yeah, I should. And I never considered games as a career yet at that point. Like I love video games, I always have, but I'm like, I can never, I can never be good enough to do game stuff. But I was playing <laughs> Robot Unicorn Attack. Yeah, it's a good fucking game. And a fun yeah. game. And then there's other adult swim games too, like some zombie one and shit. But that one especially stuck out. And I was like, I could do this. I, I could, I could, so it'd be fun to, to work on games like this and shit. Mm -hmm. So that really, for some odd reason, inspired me uh, to like decide to go back to school. I was like, fuck, I might as well. Because I just had like tried a couple other job uh, applications and failed. And it's like, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm missing something. And uh, so <laughs> Robot Unicorn and Adult Swim kind of helped me decide to go back uh to school and then i got i did go back i, I aced it i was great got a job i'm the best um but yeah robot unicorn attack uh there's a couple other games i played too there's a uh, super mario crossover which is novel in its time where it's basically super mario one but they kept adding other nes characters to it 
So you could play as uh, as uh, Simon Belmont or Link or Samus, and you had their their play style, but it was still it was still Mario One. But like with Link, you you couldn't jump as high, but you could cut with your sword. Mm-hmm. And Samus had her blaster, and Simon had his axes and shit and whip. So it was like a really fun way to re-experience such a classic game. They didn't have to change anything else. They just had just, just different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another one I played, because this is, this is related to Seiji's Portal one. Uh, I played a 2D Super Mario 64. Uh, that was really strange. I didn't play it too far, but someone had remade that game, uh, but 2D. So that, oh. that was weird. Um, yeah, and I'm sure I, I played a Backyard Monsters on Facebook, which was a tower and defense. What's that? Farmville. Yeah, th- those types of games. I didn't really play that one, but oh, well, for a little while I was playing some of those builder games, like a Jurassic Park builder mm. um, and shit like that. But I never really got into them. They're always so shallow, so I never really like. Same with all these games, except the Robot Unicorn Attack and maybe the Room game. None of them really, and I guess Mario Crossover. I wouldn't say they really stuck too much with me, but there are a lot of decent uh, browser games out there. But I don't know. I was never. I usually just played like handheld or or console games. But I don't know. I can't deny that at least a couple of those games were memorable enough to help inspire me to to kick my butt out of a rut. So yeah, I don't know. Browser yes. games are they're okay. I have two stories. Okay. All right. Okay. So the first story is not really stories; just stuff that happened to me. Yeah, which is, doesn't have like an ending or anything. But I remember uh, Flash games getting like viral uh, on my first video game job <laughs> back in what was it? Oh, so long ago, like 2006. I was when oh. I first joined the industry, and um, it was a very large company. And on the floor of the coders, we were a lot of programmers. Right, there was like 80 of us, I think, on the same floor. And mm-hmm. uh, it was an open room kind of thing, so you would see everyone there. And uh, Sometimes some games would get like viral within the uh, <laughs> the company and you know everybody starts sharing the link to a certain browser game <laughs> and I remember two cases of that where people were like I think those games got banned because production was suffering from it um one was called I think desktop tower defense and what was cool about that game was that it was a tower defense game so Inherently, those games are are kind of addictive, right? To see how long you can last and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what was cool about it was it, it will post your score into like a leaderboard. It, but you could create your own leaderboards, right? So we had our own like our company leaderboard, and everyone was trying to get on top, on top, on top. And then people would get frustrated because you know the, the higher scores were uh, too high. So we will will create new leaderboards for either their like their section of the office for that for that particular week, and they will start a new one for <laughs> for every day and stuff like that. And you know, just thinking about it, kind of like made me want to go back to that. And the other one was later in. It was called Fantastic Contraption. I remember that game. Yeah, and and people just that that was when like physics puzzles maybe started to be a thing, and people got really really addicted to that. Like that's the first story. I just want to mention those two games and the other story is quite long is it cool if i mention a couple games first and then you can do your oh yeah long version well i was just uh thinking about like uh and it's something that just popped into my head um but uh you know games like um or sorry websites for uh tv channels so like stuff like cartoon network like 
that website uh, had games and I think there was a I think we played it on y, the YTV website. I can't remember. But anyway, for the Cartoon Network one, there was a Courage the Cowardly Dog game my sister and I always played. And there was also one for Samurai Jack that was like really, really good. But I just remember um, playing the Samurai Jack one that you had to press shift a lot. And I had no idea what the fuck like sticky keys were. So like you would be playing the game and you would be pressing shift to jump and then the stupid thing would pop up like, oh, turn off your sticky keys or whatever. I hate that and shit. We would always get annoyed at that, but we didn't know how to turn it off. And uh, yeah, um, so there was that. And uh, I think the YTV one had a Teen Titans fighting game. Uh, that was really good. My sister and I always liked to play that because you could play it um, two player, I think. Uh, so that was pretty fun. But so like one person would be on one side of the keyboard and the other person would be on the other side of the keyboard. So one person had arrow keys and the other one had the um, uh, ASWD, ASDW, SA, something, blah, 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 those keys. Uh, th those are the standard ones for moving around on that side of the board, right? WASD? Yeah, hey, ASWD. Okay, cool. Right? Anyway. Yeah. Those are my games that I want yeah. to mention because they were good. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Talking about, um, you know, our podcast being so old that I probably told this story before, but I, I always liked video games when I was a kid. And I remember that I used to say that I wanted to make games, but I had no idea what that meant. But I saw somewhere in, on, on a magazine that if you want to make games, you should start programming. So I did. And when I started learning programming, for some reason, I felt at home there. So I liked it, but I never saw the relationship between making games and programming for some reason. Maybe it's because the way they, my teachers or, or people showing me, you know, how things worked, they weren't gamers or they just didn't have the experience of making a game. Mm -hmm. Up to university, I, I still had that idea, but I struggled a little bit on my first mm -hmm. year at university with like math and stuff. And, uh, but over the years, I developed this idea of like, oh, if I can barely do this very, very simple stuff, I don't think I won't be able to make something that looks super complicated like like video games. So I dropped the idea for for some time. I was I'm okay, I'm, I'm going to do this programming thing, but I'm probably not. It's not realistic for me to think about making games. And that's where my mind was for a couple of years. And you guys know what inspired me to go back to pursuing making games? It was actually a browser game. Oh, so both you and Rob then. Yeah. Like when Rob was, cool. was, was talking about it, I was I was remembering this. It's mm -hmm. a game called Samrost, which is kind of like a point-and-click adventure. I feel like I've heard of this. And the reason it inspired me to make games again was because when I was playing it, I was realizing that maybe I could make one of those fancy 3D games. Mm. But I could definitely make something like this, you know? In, in Samurai is really, really pretty. So I, I definitely cannot do any of the art, but I can program the systems, right? Because mm -hmm. it's just like collision boxes and, you know, trigger and something happens. So in principle, it felt like it was approachable to me. And that's when I started uh, working on this idea that I have on my mind still. I haven't made it because I, you know, how you idealize something so, so very much that you just don't do it because of the fear of not being up to standards. So that's how I mm -hmm. felt about this idea for, I, I've had this idea for like 15 years. And uh, what, but what it did to me is that I started making a sprite editor and some animation systems 
that I, I still use some of that code and ultimately that's what led me to actually get a job in the industry. Some of these individual endeavors that I have uh, mm. trying to pursue this browser game type of thing. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> There you go, man. That's awesome. That's cool that you guys kind of both I liked had it. that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I never, yeah, I never thought of that, but. And tying it to the present, um, so Samaros, it's a trilogy of games, and this week, because of this topic, I was thinking about, you know, browser games. Oh, Samaros, I want to go back to it to see if the, if it's still there. And it's a free game. You can, you, you just type Samaros, then it's like a 15-minute game. And I went to it. I get really nostalgic. I get, I, 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 I was feeling I got like strong feelings to, to that, and I also completed the game again. So I put it on my lock, Rob. So nice. bam, there you go. I, I I'm up to four games now. Nice. I like it. You're almost that same as me. Yeah. So so this week I play Samros, which is a browser game, and then I play Samros Two, which, I, the, the sequel like the good part is free and it's it's still on on a browser. Um, it's a it's flash, so you can still play it. I think it's like half the game or three quarters of the game is for for free. Um, so you guys can go. I mean, all of our listeners can can <laughs> can search for it and play it and enjoy it. It's a really really pretty game, um, and it's free. And it's a browser game, so it's quick. You don't have to install anything. Samaras Pizza Cats. That's good. <laughs> I kept thinking the entire time you were saying that. Uh, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. Well. Uh, so I guess that's the that's the episode, right? We went on long, but we always go long because we only do it like twice a week. So yeah, I mean, we didn't uh, do BB update. Or once every week. We didn't do BB. Oh, update. we did not. Yeah, we should save it because I. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's, this is really, really long, and I have questions for you. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll start next episode off with uh, BB update, and uh, yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, to another episode of Bonus Barrel. Four years. For those of you who've been here since the beginning, I can only think of to- uh, Barbecue Crew and uh, Sundary J. I'm sure there are probably a few others. Thank you. And thank you for all the new people who also listen. Awesome. Hearts uh, Club. Um, great place. And thank you for listening. This is Rob. Boken Blue. And Seiji. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, that's great.
gotta play great ace attorney i know i know there's so much stuff that i have to play oh man i know i don't want to say anything but it's it's so beautiful it's a dream come true this one is a little bit harder than ace attorney investigations too because you have to do a lot of stuff there's this step where there's an exploit where you turn the 3ds on but while it's still sleeping so you can imagine that if you have a 3ds like one of those clamshell ones Mm-hmm. Like, how do you turn it on when it's, you know, closed, right? Mm. So mm-hmm. what do you do? So you open it up and that makes it go awake, right? Okay. And yeah. you grab a magnet, like a physical magnet, like the ones you put on your oh, fridge. Oh, no. You put it under the B button. Yeah. And it goes to sleep. What the fuck? Right? It, it, okay. It's true. I did it. It's <laughs> oh <my laughs> awesome. That's fucking hilarious. And then after that, you install a bunch of crap up to the point where you get to actually install the the language patch. Eight years later. It was really painful, but I did it all for Ace Attorney. And you know what? I would do it again because it's so <laughs> it's so worth it. That's how yeah. good it is. Uh, my brain is still stuck on the magnet thing. I, that's unbelievable. 